0: mic's on? Is the mic on? Okay. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good, morning. good to be with you guys this morning. If you see me with my sweat rag, don't, don't <laughs> mind me. It's a little warm, but that's okay. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, my name is Alex Smith, and uh, I have the privilege of being here before you guys this morning. Um, good morning to everyone online. I know my family. I think a few friends are watching, so got to say hello to them. Um, yeah, so I get to be before you guys this morning. Uh, Brando kicked off our series last week, our series Chosen, um, and I get the privilege of continuing that this week. Uh, so before we get started, let's go to God in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for this morning. God, Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here before your people. God, thank you so much for uh, God, just your love. God, I pray that today, uh, God, throughout the service, throughout this message right now, God, that you will use me as a vessel, God. You will uh, speak your words through me, God, your truth through me. Father, I pray that you will open the hearts of those uh, that can hear this morning. God, I pray that you will uh, have your word do what you will have it do. God, have it pierce the hearts the way that you intend for it to. God, I pray that people can find a relation and connection uh, through the message today, God, that we can, through that uh, grow in unity with one another, and we can build your body up. Father, I pray for teens this morning that are off to camp this morning, God. Father, as we continue this series of chosen, God, I pray that as they are at camp this week, God, that you want them to feel chosen by you. God, help them to know and understand, God, that you want that personal relationship with them. Father, I pray for all the teens that are there, not just our teens, but all the teens, God, that you will move in a way. Father, that you will uh, encourage them. God, be with the the staff that are going to be there as well. Father, give them rest. Give them uh, endurance as they are there with the kids. Um, Father, and we just pray that you bless them. Bless the rest of this service. And to your sons, then we pray. Amen. 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 So just to give a quick recap um, of last week of Brandon's lesson. Um, like I said, he kicked off our, our chosen series. And he kind of asked three guiding questions um, that hopefully you guys have been kind of chewing on for the week. Um, the first question was, what have you been chosen for? It's right. right. a good question. Yeah. The second one was, how does God reveal to you what you've been chosen for? Mm. I think that can be a slightly tougher question, but still a good one to reflect on. Yeah. And the third question is, how does what you've been chosen for fit into God's redemptive plan for the world? Right. These are solid questions, I think, for us to be wrestling with. Um, if you have, great. If you haven't. Today's a new day. Um, There's no time like the present. And they're definitely worth reflecting on. Uh, Then Brando went on and he shared three words, uh, three things or three words that kind of stuck with him in his own personal reflections. Um, Those were repair, renounce, and remaining in Jesus. So this idea of repair, he talked about him being repaired from hurts and from traumas and things like that but also how we as disciples, we as chosen people of Jesus are to be repairers in this world. Talked about renounce, um, really just denying ourselves daily, taking up our crosses, um, taking ourselves out of the picture, which is, can be hard to do. I think it's easy to say, but I think it's hard to do sometimes. And he talked about remaining in Jesus. Obviously, we've been in John 15. We've, we've talked about that, remaining in him as he remains in us. Um, And then towards the end, he asked a question that I've personally really been wrestling with, I think, this past week. Um, Yeah, like wrestling. I'm talking like WWE wrestling with this thing. Um, He said, have I grown comfortable going before the cross but not looking at it? And that question hit me. I was like, okay, I don't know if I got anything else, but I'm writing that down. It, it It really stuck with me because I think... It's one thing to think about it, but then when I start reflecting on my own personal life and areas of my life, like whole areas of my life where I've gotten comfortable with this idea of going before the cross but not truly looking at it. So it was, it was a wrestle. It really was. And I think that question was a big part of me, a big part of kind of starting this reflection of what chosen, being chosen looks like for me um, as I was kind of preparing this. Um, the honest answer for me to that question is yes. I've grown comfortable going before the cross and, and not looking at it. Um, there's definitely areas in my life where I've seen that, and that's just being real. Yeah. I think for me personally, uh, this idea of being chosen into a partnership um, with God has always been hard for me. Uh, I know for a good part of my adult life, um, I've really struggled, I've really wrestled with believing lies from Satan, with insecurities about a, a various number of things, uh, about fears, about fears. Shame and guilt. I've struggled and wrestled with those things a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm the type of person, especially when it comes to shame and guilt, I feel those things very heavily. I feel those things very heavily. And they've to the point it's, it's been hard for me to continue on in certain things because I, I can't seem to get past those things. I think a lot of times I find myself asking God, why me? Why would you want to partner with me? You know, why would you choose me? Um, I, and I really struggle to understand why, you know, God would want to enter my life, enter my mess and, and partner with me. Um, and that's that's real. That's real. Um, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up, open up to Luke chapter five. Starting in verse one. It says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, that's where I'm going to go with, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a litter from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, We've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught a large number of fish. They caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners over uh, from the other boat to come and help them. And then they, and they came and filled both boats so that they both began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he... And all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were, the, so were James, John, S- James and John, the son of Zebedee, Simon Peter's partners. So this is a very familiar passage, right? I think we've all read this or have at least heard of it, have a general idea of it. But I wanted to share a couple of things that really stuck out to me um, within this passage. So the first thing that really stuck out to me is Jesus' decision to choose to get in the boat with Peter was 100% intentional. One hundred percent. How do we know that it was intentional? Well, for starters, there was two boats. It says there was two boats, and he got in Peter's boat. That was there's there's that's intentional. There's no way around that. (laughs) Um, another way we know this is in Matthew chapter fourteen. I'm sure you guys are familiar with that as well. We see Jesus, and what is he doing? He's walking on water. Jesus didn't need a boat. He didn't. He didn't need a boat. (laughs) Jesus can walk. Jesus was literally defying physics and walked on water. He didn't need a boat, but he chose to get in Peter's boat. It's intentional. We also see in Mark chapter 4, what does Jesus do there? You might know. He calms the storm. Jesus calms the storm. You don't think he could have said, hey, water, can you move over there real quick? I want to go out and preach real quick. He could have done that easily, but he chose to get in Peter's boat. It was intentional. God choosing us is always intentional. Wow. The other thing that caught my attention in this passage was in verse three. Let me, go, let me go there real quick. It says, he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon Peter, and he asked him to put out a little from shore. He asked him to put out from shore. Jesus could have easily gotten that boat and said, hey, buckle up, scoot to the side. I got this. I'm gonna put us out to shore. But he got in the boat. And he asked him to put out. He said, "Okay, I've chosen your boat." I'm sorry, I got caught up in my notes. Okay, I got, it, I got. It. Sorry. He he didn't do that. What he did do was he sat down with Peter. He chose him, and then he asked him to partner, to participate with him. Intentional. It was intentional. Again, as I reflect and wrestle with this idea of being chosen by God um, in my own life, uh, there's another passage that I'm drawn to um, that kind of helps, I think, bring peace and bring clarity uh, for me. Um, So if you will, turn over to John chapter 8. In John chapter 8, it's technically chapter 7, the last verse into chapter 8. It says, Then they all went home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people had gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Now, go now and leave your life of sin. So again, another familiar passage. I think when I look at this story and I wrestle with this idea of being chosen by God, when I struggle with feeling worthy of being chosen by God, um, it's very clear to me um, that, number one, Jesus is not afraid nor put off by my sin. As we see in the story with this woman, there was zero hesitation. When God wants you, there's no hesitation whatsoever. There was no question of, okay, well, how recently were you caught in adultery? Or who were you caught in adultery with? You know what I mean? There was no question of that. Um, None at all. Another point was that when we're chosen... Um, by God Jesus doesn't see us or address us by our sin as you see in the in the scriptures there it says Jesus called her woman I mean maybe he didn't know her name so he just called her woman I don't know but um, he didn't call her adulterer he didn't call her you know any other name that probably could have called her um, he simply loved her and it's the same with us it's the same with us in the church God or in the church we when we are chosen by God there's no hesitation. There's no questioning. It's intentional. So as we look at this idea of chosen, I was kind of thinking back. Um, I think one of the first points that Brandon made was, you know, in the world, you know, chosen looks a lot different than it does kind of in the church, right? I was thinking about last Sunday, uh, Jackson celebrated his birthday party. We went to like a little Nerf, Nerf War Zone kind of place. It was actually really cool. I think Gary, myself, and Mark probably had a lot more fun shooting at the kids than, than we should have, but it was a good time. It was a good time. But at one point, at one point, they, they split us up into teams. You know, you kind of team one, team two kind of thing. And um, so, you know, Jackson and one of his, his friends, they're choosing teams. You know, they're captains. They're choosing teams. Um, and I was chosen for Jackson's team, which was kind of cool. I was like one of the last two to get picked. I was a little nervous. but But I got picked, so it was cool. But that feeling of chosen is kind of cool, but I think, Again, when it comes to being chosen by God, it's different, right? So one of the earlier questions, um, what has God, what has being chosen called me to? I think the first thing that for me that comes to mind is John the Baptist, right? I think we would all agree that John the Baptist was a chosen individual, He was chosen by God. He was in the wilderness with his camel fur and locusts and honey. I don't know. Some people might say he wasn't chosen if he's having to eat that, but he was chosen by God. He's calling people to repent. He's calling people to be baptized. Him being chosen ultimately called him to pave the way for Jesus. But here's the question, right? Wasn't Job also chosen? His story looked a lot different than John the Baptist is, right? Mm-hmm. He lost his family, yeah. lost his home, livestock, crops, everything. Yeah. Suffered physically, his health. He had to sit around with friends that were probably talking a little too much and he didn't want, probably didn't want to talk. Yeah. Right. 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 Ultimately, in the end, he was blessed, but he had to go through it right. before he got to that point, right? Two men chosen by God Two very different stories. But the one constant in both of them is God and his plan. Mm -hmm. I think if you would have asked me probably three to four years ago if I would think I'd end up in Wichita, Kansas, I would have said, no way. (laughs) Kansas? No, thank you. Even though I was born here, no, thank you. I'm I'm, I'm all right. But God had a plan in that, right? God had a plan. When I moved here, I was in a dating relationship. Yeah. And then I wasn't. Yeah. And that was, that was hard. Yeah. That's just being real. Yeah. Um, but God still had a plan, That's right. Right? That's right? This last year of grad school, um, I got the opportunity to intern out at Butler Community College. I know I've told some people about that. For those of, the, who, those of you who don't know, I was interning as a sports social work intern. Um, so I was getting a chance to work with the student athletes there. Uh, basically, my role was kind of making sure that they had access to things like food stamps, transportation, clothing, uh, just making sure that they knew of resources that were available to them. I was also able to uh, serve as a mental health resource for them, uh, which is big. It's, it's a very, if you look at it, it's a very growing topic, mental health and athletes. Um, so it was cool. I was able to do some group sessions with some of the teams. I was able to do some one-on-one sessions with a lot of athletes I was able to serve on some different committees there um, with some different boards, um, able to advocate for students, student-athletes and non-student-athletes. Um, made a lot of connections, right? I was feeling very, very chosen by God in this position. I was, I was like, man, God, this is, this, is where you're, this is where you have me. I started drafting up a proposal to give to them to try to create a full-time position um, doing that. I had people in my ear, hey man, this is guaranteed. There's no way they can say no. All these things you've done, there's no way. Like, you got this. This is in the bag. And then they said no. They said no. And that hurt. That hurt big time. It hurt then. It it still hurts now. I'm still, you know, processing through some of that. Um, But ultimately, God still has a plan. So back to the question, what has being chosen called me to? The honest answer is, I don't know right now. I don't know. But even though I don't know, you know, I have a degree. I don't have a job yet, put in some applications, things like that. So I'm not sure what it looks like. I don't know. But I do know that he's called me to trust in his plan yeah. and to praise him through it. Yeah. Getting that no from Butler was really hard. That was really hard. That was, that was a big Yeah, just put a lot of energy into that, you know. Um, But since I've been done there, I've had time to reflect. And I think that's been really good for me. Because I think what I've ultimately kind of landed on is even though they didn't choose me for for the job, God still chose me to be present for those eight, nine months that I was there. Every single athlete that I met with, that was God's plan for me to be there for them in that time, in that moment. Every single meeting that I was able to attend to advocate for those athletes, um, you know, that was, that was God's plan. That was the plan. I think even though, you know, oh, woe is me, I don't have the job. But, you know, what about that one kid that I advocated for in that meeting? How is his life going to be changed moving forward because of God's plan? I think about uh, this young man that came into to my office one day, just randomly, came in with a professor. And... Um, i never met him before. never talked to him. He was on the football team. He came in, and he was telling me that, or his teacher was telling me, hey, this guy just got some bad news. Can he talk with you? I said, yeah, absolutely. So we go sit down, and uh, he had just found out that his cousin had just got shot like eight or nine times out in California. Um, it was some, some gang-related stuff. And um, so we sat there for 45 minutes, an hour. We were just able to process and just talk through things and sit in silence and, you know, talk about just whatever he was feeling, right? Um, And so I just, I think back and it's like, I didn't get the job, but that was exactly what that kid needed in that moment. And praise God that his cousin survived. His cousin moved out, uh, got out of the area he was in um, and is is living with other family elsewhere now. So um, obviously a great situation. But I just, I, like I said, I wrestle with it, but I think I'm, I'm finding peace in the idea that it's still God's plan, even if it didn't work out how I thought I wanted it to. So as we get ready to transition to communion, I know it's a little shorter today, but um, I just want to share sort of, a, a, sort of, an encounter, I guess. It's not really a story; it's not a full story, but just an encounter that I had with with God once. Um, it was like 2017. I was living in my first apartment. We have, you know, a little one bedroom, and I had a uh, some, like some woods kind of out behind my apartment, some trees and stuff. I wouldn't really call it woods; just some trees. <laughs> but, but, but um, I remember I was sitting out one evening on my back porch. I was just sitting there, and um, I, don't, I, I don't know if I was having a quiet time or what, but I just remember sitting there, and I remember it was, it was evening, you know, the moon was out, and I remember looking up, and I remember seeing the moon, and it was like, I don't know if it was a full moon or what, but it was just beaming, and I was like, man, that is awesome. That's, just, that's God. You know what I mean? Just the power of God. I remember, I think there was a storm rolling in, too. Um, there were some big, heavy clouds, and they were just, moving. I was like, all right, like, okay, God, I see you, like, this is powerful, and then I remember, so, like I said, some trees were back there, and there's a couple branches that kind of, like, hang right over my little back deck, and um, I remember looking about at this branch, and there was just this little berry. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of them, but I just remember looking at one particular berry, and I was like, God's in that, too. He's in the moon. He's in those clouds, and he's powerful, but he's in this little, this little berry, too, and for me, I don't know, it may sound weird, but it was just special because I just felt like in that moment, you know, I'm I'm looking at this little berry. And to me, this is me and God's berry at this point. I don't know. I I don't I don't know for sure, but I feel like I can be ninety nine point nine percent sure that no one else in the world is going to see that particular berry. You know what I mean? Like that is me and God's berry. Maybe a squirrel might get it. I don't know. Maybe it's our berry. I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, I'm just thinking like this is this is a cool moment. This is a cool moment, just that, feeling that power, that presence, um, and just knowing that, that it's there. When we're chosen by God, God is always present. Through the good, through the bad, the big, the small, he's there. Um, one last scripture, uh, John chapter 15, verse 9. This is from the Amplified B- Bible. It says, I have loved you, obviously we've been in John 15, I have loved you just as the Father loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. When we are chosen by God, there's no doubt, ever. That could be, I guess, the handle for the lesson. Mm -hmm. Chosen without a doubt. When we're we're chosen by God, there's no doubt. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much, God, that you chose us. Father, we are so grateful that you see past our sin. God, you see past our mess, and you choose to be in a relationship with us. God, I pray that we don't take that for granted. Father, I pray that we can, uh, as we move forward today, God, that we can make the decision, God, to partner with you, to participate with you. Father, you've chosen us. Help us to take part in that as well. God, I pray uh, for the bread and the cup that we're about to take. God, I pray for uh, your son. Uh, God, I just I thank you for your son and just for the sacrifice, uh, God, that he made. Father, help us, again, to never take that for granted. God, I pray that you will open our hearts, God, to open our eyes, uh, Father, just to see uh, in our lives where you've chosen us, God, and where we can be better. Um, God, at appreciating that. God, help us to be li- lights for those around us, uh, God, in your community. We love you so much. It's in your sons and we pray. Amen.